Welcome and thank you for joining us on Inside Bend, a podcast where we get an inside look at the city of Bend from the people who keep our city running. You'll hear about the innovative ways our local government is responding to our community's needs and helping shape Bend's future. I'm your host, Jacob Larson. As we head into the new year, we wanted to take this opportunity to chat with City Manager Eric King to take a look at the coming year and changes to the City Council. He also explains how you can get involved in the goal and budget setting process to help frame the work that Council will do over the next two years. Let's get right into this conversation now. Today on the podcast, I am joined by City Manager Eric King. Eric, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Appreciate being here. So today we're going to kind of take a look into the future a little bit and talk about uh, where we're headed in the next two years as a city, kind of talk about goal setting and the budget and the new council that's going to be seated here in January. Um, So that's kind of where I wanted to start. What changes are we seeing on the council after we had these elections in November? Yeah, so we we have uh, two new council members that were elected in November. November, uh, Ariel Mendez and Mike Riley. And Melanie Keebler, who was on council, uh, ran for mayor and uh, was uh, was selected by the voters. When she is sworn in, that will then vacate um, her position. So council will then go through a process to fill that vacancy. And that um, appointment process, is that going to work similar to how we've seen in recent years with vacancies? Yeah. So council recently updated their, their rules, which guides kind of how they operate. And within those rules is a pretty detailed process for how they um, go about selecting a council member for a vacancy. How does the process of creating council goals work? Um, Really, it's an opportunity for us to take a lot of uh, inputs from different perspectives. So we do a statistically valid survey that we just wrapped up that um, that effort. We moved to an online opportunity. Uh, we have a, our staff leadership team met last week. Uh, there's a lot of projects you know, that are driven by regulations or state mandates, et cetera, that need to be factored in that take up time. Um, our boards, committees, commissions that help council do its, its work. Um, they also have feedback. Um, and then of course, just community members. Um, they want to, they want to say and where what the direction of the city you know you know what 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 issues are important to them and so we take all those inputs and that that helps us determine what are what's the framework uh, for how we're going to operate. Uh, we've been operating under you know four to six goals, goal area or focus areas, and then um, strategies and actions that help support those goals that really build towards a work plan. And then that work plan is um, a key driver in developing our two-year budget. Uh, so it really helps us to align uh, community expectations and then the resources needed to meet those expectations through a through a pretty uh, detailed process. Um, so it, it's already kind of started. It, it really, I think the the, the main uh, push of it is this retreat that we have with council in January where they um, pretty speak at a high level of what they're looking for. And then as staff, we start bringing drafts of work plans together and that, that gets folded into that budget development process. All beginning, starting the fiscal year of July 1st. Um, so this is we're in this sort of planning work right now that will result in a budget being brought before them and a budget committee that's a community member, equal number of community members. They deliberate on that budget in May. Um, so it's 
sounds like, you know, there's a lot of opportunities for the community to be involved in this process. It's not just taking counsel, locking them in a room and letting them decide what they want to work on. No, um, but but I will say, um, you know, I think this this goal cycle is maybe a little different than previous ones where there wasn't a, a, a really significant turnover on council. And I think a lot of alignment with the current council goal framework. So I don't see there being a lot of change with the, I'd say the, the high level structure. Um, I think that the projects to help support that, you know, there's, there's work to be done there, but I, I, I don't know if it's going to be a, much of as a goal setting as maybe a goal revision or goal update. It's going to continue on in much the same fashion as it has over the last two years. So then goal setting, then you, you mentioned this as well, that kind of leads us into the budget um, and creating that budget for the next biennium, which is the next two years. Um, what what kind of goes into creating that budget and how um, how much influence does council have on creation of that budget? Because we have to worry about things like public safety yeah, right. and streets and all that, too. Yeah, that's it's an iterative process. And we we kicked up kicked off our budget development process in November um, and building kind of a baseline budget to as what you sort of speak to. We call it the iceberg analogy sort of below the waterline that people just expect that if they call an emergency, we show up with police or fire services, uh, you know, utility operations and maintenance for water systems and um, processing permits, Etc. And so that baseline budget um, is is kind of what it takes to just operate a growing city. Um, so we, we build that, but then we layer on those uh, you know those items that council wants to see and where some policy work. You know they're wanting to uh, put a tree preservation code in place. They're wanting to you know look at our charter, um, looking at how we can blend in some of our growth management plans to um, to factor in climate change and a more efficient. Uh, uh, land use system where we're really growing up instead of just growing out. Um, so how to, what, what infrastructure needs is needed to support that vision. Um, those types of discussions through council then help us determine which capital improvement projects need to, to, to be put forward, prioritized, or um, if we need to do some additional land use planning work, um, typically that's a blend of both staff and consultant work. So how to um, develop our budget to support that, um, you know, or if, or if there's an area through, you know, input from a community survey where uh, folks say we want a higher level of service for police and fire. Um, how do we make that happen? So um, that's sort of the above the waterline in the um, iceberg analogy. What the, it's more visible, what the community sees, and then council is, uh, you know, really representing those constituents to help promote that through the goal setting process. You know, there's a lot of uh, uncertainty right now economically um, around the world really coming out of the pandemic. Um, how how are things here with the city of Bend? What's the health of the city financially? I think we've been very fortunate to have um, the kind of growth that we have had to um, support in adding services, adding staff to be able to um to meet our community expectations, I would say you know we are there is some uncertainty in the economy. Um, the good thing about the city of Bend, we've we've got healthy reserves, we have reserve policies, uh, solid fiscal management, um, so we've been planning for a slowdown, and so our budget development, our baseline budget, sort of reflects that. Um, we've also had the challenge, just as everybody else, with inflation. So our personnel costs have gone up, our uh, materials and um, 
uh, you know, costs for asphalt or other materials have driven up project costs. So um, that is something that we have been factoring in as we build this budget. So, I, you know, I think there is going to be some um, slowdown uh, for sure, and and we're, we're planning for that. But it has to be balanced with um, Bend. I don't see Bend, uh, this boomed, boomtown or Zoomtown. That's not going to go away. We have a very high quality of life here, great schools, great parks great uh, you know access to the outdoors and so um, I think our growth is, is going to continue and so we need to make sure that yeah the revenue might might slow down a bit but we need to make sure that we stay on top of our infrastructure our land use needs our uh, core services public safety water sewer all that so it's a it's a balancing act and that's why we put so much thought into this goal setting process is it really is our opportunity to put all those ingredients together uh, to develop a, a balanced budget uh, and and have to, and part of it is a communication exercise too of just being here's what we can do here's what we've prioritized here's what we cannot do so would you say you're optimistic even though there is some uncertainty yeah, I mean, I think our, we're, we, we are challenged with a very low tax rate for yeah. a city our size. So we do have some structural problems with uh, on the revenue and on the expense side that are some of which are unique to Ben, others are not. And so uh, we do need to rely more heavily on um, dedicated revenue or fees for service to if I, you want to see a service level increase, there needs to be a, a fee associated with um, helping to achieve that goal. But we want to lead with what what is the desired level of service you know what does the community want to see it doesn't just magically happen so we if we want to increase levels of service then we need to talk about um, where there are revenue opportunities to be able to support that additional staff or additional infrastructure projects or whatever whatever it might be and those are community conversations so um, the 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 our tax rate of $2.80 has been the same since 1981. I say this quite a, quite often. So even despite the growth that we see, there's a very big disconnect between what a property is taxed at and what its real market value is. So I think there's a, a disconnect sometimes. I think folks think in the community that, well, the bend is growing and all the, the value is increasing. That doesn't necessarily translate into an equal amount of um, revenue on the sort of government funding side. And so in, on average, our, our revenue growth has been in the five to six percent growth per year unfortunately expenses inflation is way outpaced that so there is some challenges for relying on our discretionary revenue our general fund which is mostly property taxes on how that funds basic services so it's an ongoing conversation that we have here at the city of ben i think we always come back to this idea like people always are like well I, i i don't know if my voice is being heard or should i even get involved or how can i make an impact in the community with these types of decisions that are being made. Um, what would you say to anybody who maybe wants to get involved um, or just wants their voice to be heard? Like, number one, does it actually help? And number two, how can they do it? Yes, of course. Um, and there's so many different ways. So if you really want to get a little deeper, I would say one of our board's committees, commissions, it's really part of our governance system. We have about a dozen or so committees over, I would say, 100 folks that are involved in helping to shape um, the city on a day-to-day basis um, from our affordable housing advisory committee, economic development, human rights and equity, 
Planning Commission, so many opportunities through that. And there's uh, open application. Uh, typically, there's seats available on an ongoing basis. So if you're interested, apply there. Uh, but that's more of a consistent uh, way to get involved. And then, of course, every council meeting, we have public input. Uh, we receive a lot of emails from our community members sharing their opinions. So it's all it all matters. So, you know, I think, but in this world that we live in right now, it's not an absolute. Like, I want this and we have to just, you know, you have to do exactly what I want. That's not typically how it works in local government. It's always a balance, right? Um, <clears throat> we have a lot of strong opinions about and sometimes competing visions of what bed should be. And that's the, the tough job of our elected body is to, to hear that. Um, and at the end of the day, there's always some compromise of maybe pieces of it, but, but it's not an all or none proposition typically. What kind of are some of your... Um priorities or council's priorities heading into the next two years? I know you've kind of touched on it, but um, what what kind of stands out to you as far as like things that you would like to see get accomplished? Well, I know that, you know, I, I take the direction from our policymakers at yeah. council. So, I mean, there are some things from an operational perspective. We've got some significant um, investments that need to be made in our facilities. So uh, we're working towards a new city hall, a new public works campus um, to help support uh, the growth that we've had. Our facilities are woefully inadequate and outdated. So that that's important, I, I would say, from an operational perspective. It's more my purview. From council, I think what I've heard is definitely a focus on uh, uh, transportation. Um, we've voters have approved that general obligation bond, which is a, a, a big push to improve the transportation system, but there's other improvements needed, uh, operations and maintenance, more stable funding for operations and maintenance needs, um, you know, really focusing in on sidewalks and bike infrastructure and some of the other uh, pieces of our transportation system plan that the transportation bond didn't cover all of it. So we need to be looking at those, uh, you know, those desired levels of service and what funding is needed to support that. Um, I would say we need to continue to look at how the city is making decisions through an equity lens, through an equity framework. So that's something that is, I know, uh, going to be worked on over the next couple of years. Um, I mentioned charter review and our governance structure has been gross. Is it is it serving us or do we need to make some changes there? Um, and then, of course, as our public safety services uh, are stretched, they uh, those calls for service, whether it's police or fire, are going up and our staffing and uh, resources are not going up at the same pace. So we need to constantly be looking at how we prioritize those calls for service, um, coming up with different models, a partnership model. So it's not always police can go to every single call. So how do we help support other community partners to respond um, and maybe in some ways more meaningful ways? We, we are, uh, you know, kind of a we need to be available for those emergencies. And so sometimes those calls take a lot more time and investment. And so other organizations like behavioral health, county services, nonprofits, et cetera, um, is for those individuals that are experiencing a mental health crisis. Um, so it's things like that of really looking at new models of how we deliver those services. Um, and then I think just for this, this conversation around engagement, right, where yeah. we are a changing community and our needs needs are, um, you ask 10 people what, what their vision is for Ben, you might get 10 different answers. And there is a community-based effort called Envision Ben that's trying to you know, really set that vision for 
2050. Um, so there, that will be coming out over the next couple of years. And I'm sure that that will help lead to some, you know, where, where have we identified some consensus on some things um, from maybe our, our growth, where we want to grow? Um, we are going to keep growing. So unfortunately, I think some folks would love to, for us to just say, can you just hit the stop button? And that does, that's not possible. Uh, being a city in Oregon, Oregon doesn't give that sort of local control. We have to plan for growth. Yeah. And so where are we going to grow and how we're going to grow is going to continue to be a conversation over the next two years. But we have to do that in a way that keeps our community together and strong and seeing that vision um, collectively instead of being so disparate with you know where we want Ben to go. You might have already kind of answered this question, but what keeps you going? What keeps you excited? I know right now we're in this planning phase and it's it's a big lift for city staff. It's a lot of work going on right now. But when you look past that, like what what gets you excited? What keeps you wanting to do this? To me, it is the people here. I mean, people are in, the, in Bend because they want to be. They're really motivated to make this their home. And so it's the the quality of the, the voices that are part of it. It's to, that's. Honestly, and that might sound a little cliched, but it's more so that than it is the this project or this, you know, it, it, it's the, I feel like we have the ability in Ben to maybe buck the, the national trend of this lack of civility and, and us and them and actually keep our community strong and keep ourselves together because we've got these great uh, community organizations, not just the city as an organization, but but partnerships um, through nonprofits, through um, civic organizations, et cetera, that are all working really hard um, for us to be a thoughtful, intentional community that works through issues. That's a tough issue. We lean in, right? And we don't sort of back away or just, you know, stay in our corners. We we, we come to the table. And so I'm 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 very optimistic about Ben's ability to do that um, because of the the quality of the people that we have here. Thank you so much for chatting with me. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you to Eric for being our guest on the podcast this month. If you want to learn more about city council and get involved, you can head to bendoregon.gov slash council. Thank you for tuning in to Inside Bend. If you enjoy listening, don't forget to subscribe and you can check back each month for new episodes. And also a very special thank you to the Pitchfork Revolution for providing us with this music. Music